Welcome back, carnivores. This is Becky, and you are listening to The 511 Show. I am back for part two of our carnivore episode with special guest Brian, and we are both so excited that you have come back to listen to number two. That means you obviously heard what we had to say, even if you didn't agree with it and you wanted to learn more. But I can only assume that after episode one, you went to the grocery store, you bought ribeyes, you bought beef livers. Now you're carnivores, right? But like realistically, I'm expecting that most of you think we're a little crazy, that we are, I don't know, going to get scurvy like Brian said in episode one. Either way, you're back. And I am so thankful for all the listens and all the likes that I have gotten on all of the episodes that I've put out so far. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. So in episode one, we looked at the carnivore diet, what it means to be a carnivore, what foods you're allowed to eat, what foods you're not allowed to eat, and what the health benefits are. And I know it is a crazy concept to wrap your head around, no vegetables. And I still have a hard time sometimes thinking like, can I really eat this? all this fat, all this protein and not have vegetables. But since episode one has aired, I've actually been doing it. I'm on day five or six um, of strict doing it. And I got to say, I feel pretty fantastic. So I'm going to keep it up, see what happens. I will fill everyone in in a month's time. I'm doing a challenge with the steak and butter gal sbgmeetup.com, I believe is the website if you are interested in doing your own 30 day challenge. I will leave a link to her page in the bio so that you can check it out for yourself and make your own decisions on it. Tons of information there. I am telling you, I learned so much just in this week alone and the amount of support has been out of control. But anyways, we have a really cool show for you today. Probably a little controversial for the vegans out there. I don't mean any disrespect at all. This is an opinion piece, of course, mixed with a little bit of science, mixed with a little conspiracy Anyone who's listened to me on the Big Mike show knows that I love a conspiracy. Everything is a conspiracy to me. And of course, the whole nature of this podcast is to kind of relate current event things with either conspiracies or end time prophecies or even stuff straight out of the Bible. You know, it's not necessarily a religious podcast. But I obviously am a Christian person and I want to link things where I can. So the ultimate goal for today is to connect this carnivore series with some conspiracies. And you will see how we try to do that later on in this episode. So to introduce this episode, we are going to go complete opposite of the carnivore diet. And we are going to look at a vegan diet. Now we're not necessarily here to talk bad about vegans. We're not here to say that being a vegan or plant-based is wrong or bad for you. Though admittedly, Brian and I probably will have some opinions on the matter, but that is not the point of today. What we want to look at is why the sudden push toward a vegan diet. Why is it so popular to be plant-based right now? celebrities and health institutions and even the mainstream media are pushing this non-stop right now. Like when did animals become the enemy? Well, I also want to look at the fake meat industry. Obviously there was something wrong with the real meat industry. So now we have a fake meat industry, but we're going to look at the ingredients. We're going to look at whether or not it's actually healthy for you. 
We're also going to look at the insect side of things. Did you know that there was an insect industry? Because if not, prepare for it. It's coming. I don't know how soon. I think it's probably going to be sooner rather than later. And let me tell you, when you are served crickets and mealworms, you are going to wish you had a juicy ribeye steak on your plate. So without further ado, I want to introduce Carnivore Part 2 with Becky and Brian. So I want to start off our conversation by telling a story. So I was at the grocery store the other night and I was buying sour cream and I was looking for the highest fat that they had. And I found an 18%, which I've never seen before. Naturally, I bought it. I've got to say it was delicious. It was literal magic in my mouth, but I compared it to some of the low fat stuff and the low fat stuff had double the amount of ingredients as the higher fat stuff. So this food that's marketed as health food, quote unquote, health food is actually not that great for you. There were so many more ingredients, including carrageenan, which please people look into that. It is not good for you. But yeah, I just was thinking if higher fat is good for you, knowing that our brains are 60% fat and need fat to thrive, what is happening to the people who are on low fat diets? What is happening to their brain? I mean that politely, obviously, but I just wonder if it's not getting the essential fats that it needs to function and thrive. What's going on in there? Is it sluggish? Do people on low fat diets have a lot of brain fog? It also makes me wonder, what about these people who live on tons of carbs? What is going on in their bodies? I know that when I eat crappy, I feel crappy. You know, I know that when I was eating a lot of uh, carbohydrates and my body was getting fueled off of glycogen, which is what it kind of builds up in your body when you're eating a lot of carbs, it's its main fuel source. That changes around when you start eating more meat and have a very low amount of carbohydrates, your liver will start producing ketones and your body will use those ketones and your fat stores to fuel. That's why when that transition comes in, uh, they call it the keto flu Mm -hmm. because you're literally, yeah, you're literally changing the way your body is fueled. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you do that, when you do anything that extreme, um, it's going to, it's going to be a little bit different, but with a carnivore or a low carb diet, which is, is slowly being proven, even vegan diets can be very low carbohydrates. It's being proven Mm -hmm. that it's healthier. I think it's better that you're burning. You think about it this way. When you are um, in the wild, say you're starving, your body will eventually start burning off its fat stores Mm -hmm. and it will, uh, you'll get thin. With a carnivore diet or a low carb diet, where you're using fat as a fuel, Mm -hmm. you're replenishing your nutrients and minerals and you're you're eating fat, but you're still burning your fat stores. And that's why Mm -hmm. a lot of people who do ketogenic diets or low carb diets or carnivore diets, they lose a lot of body fat. They start looking really good, but Mm -hmm. yet their, their nutrient levels are still up. So frowning on fat, I think that mainstream is more so frowning on animal fat. They're frowning Mm -hmm. on saturated fats. Oh yeah. Because these hippies will rock an avocado all day long. Well, and even avocados are considered a fruit. I would say an avocado is better for you with fat than it is canola oil. Mm -hmm. Polyunsaturated fats to me 
we talked a little bit in the last last one where it's it's very unclear when you start breaking down because people just think cholesterol they just think your heart health they just think whatever you're told to eat is good for you and we went through mm -hmm. the new study where frosted mini wheats were considered <laughs> the third healthiest thing and it's being pitched to the white house you know it's crazy um the white beef, house is in no position right now to be making judgment calls no up here in canada we're in a mess too but oh, we can yeah. look south of the border and it's also a mess they're equally a mess yeah. i can't wait to see like what our happens. government also bring in the mini wheat diet yeah exa exactly and so you think about it like that it's very misleading people just think polyunsaturated fats are good because that's what we're told and saturated fats which is meat is bad um there are some unsaturated fat like fish has unsaturated fats in it mm -hmm. um but it depends on how much you're intaking and the amount and the levels in there mm -hmm. um but you know essentially you look at it where polyunsaturated fats are very high in linoleic acid linoleic acid is you know pretty it's you know you read about it it's supposed to be not the best for you it can cause mm -hmm. inflammation it can cause um you know chronic heart disease it, or lead to and i'm saying it can be the cause but mm -hmm. it can help like in it and then you look at stearic acid and they say well it's okay for you so how can saturated fats in meat be bad when they are more stearic acid which is good and then polyunsaturated fats which we're told are good but are high in linoleic acid, which are bad. Like it just, you see where the disconnect is, mm -hmm. where someone who's actually kind of looking at it, and I might be thinking of this thing completely wrong, but I've done a lot of research in it and trying to make sense of it. And that's kind of what it comes down to is a lot of the medical doctors, cardiologists, different people like that, that I've listened to and read about, you don't want to have a lot of linoleic acid in your body. You're mm -hmm. going to have a high CRP rating and that's inflammation and inflammation, like mm -hmm. I said, is, is a breeding ground for disease and illness. Mm -hmm. Do you have a hard time, like you said, you were having a hard time wrapping your head around the connection or the disparity there? Like, when I hear something, and not even just this carnivore thing, like, just, well, especially the last couple of years, but, like, you see something, it's so clear to you, but then, like, the mainstream is pushing, like, this complete opposite view, and you're like, come on, like... Yeah. You're so wrong. Like, it doesn't I, even make sense. I think originally um, I didn't see it, but after living it and seeing every aspect of my life be changed around, in all definition of what I was doing before mm -hmm. would have been considered healthy, mm -hmm. right? And and it, it, it's not. Mind mm -hmm. you, at the time, too, I was not really exercising. I was active getting 10,000 steps, but I wasn't elevating my heart rate. Mm -hmm. But I gained, like, 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. And now focusing on what I'm doing uh, exercise and eating correctly, everything has been reversed. So I wouldn't have got my head wrapped around it by, I don't think really any re amount of reading unless I lived it. For me, I'm a kinetic learner. I, mm -hmm. I learn a lot by doing things. On, yeah. And so for me, that's the easiest way. And that's why, like I said, the five things where your energy levels are up, you're sleeping better, you have less pain and inflammation, you're losing fat, you're gaining muscle. Those are my five kind mm -hmm. of things when people are like, why you do it? You know, I had one person come up to me and tell me I needed to watch what I was doing for my cholesterol. And they were actually eating a piece of cake. Shut up. Lecturing me about no. it. Yeah. And like at the time I was pretty new and I like, I'm like, okay, like for sure. Right. Like what am I supposed to do? And now I look back on it. I just kind of laugh. And, uh, you know, what, what am I, what, what am I supposed to say now in that situation? Like, I'm not going to sit there and condemn them for their eating and life choices, but 
I just try to live through example and so that they'd be can like, see I'm sorry, I'm did doing. you lose 40 pounds this year? Oh, you didn't? Okay. Yeah. And, but even then, I don't want to be condescending, but in my head, I'm kind of like, really? <laughs> you know, like that's the best, best method. And, and that's the thing is that we look at it, um, we go back to that chart where ground beef and eggs and butter are at the very base of it, the least thing, but they're the most desirable foods. Do you want to know what a superfood is? Yes, I'd love to. Ribeye steak. Okay. Ribeye steak. Okay. A ribeye steak. Let me just go through this here. Nutritional facts, vitamin A, vitamin B1, which is thymine, riboflavin, vitamin B2, niacin, vitamin B3. We got B5, vitamin B6, folate, vitamin B12, vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin K, omega-3s, choline, zinc, selenium, potassium, phosphorus, magnesium, iron, copper, really? and calcium. We have all of these nutrients, vitamins, and minerals in a ribeye steak. Wow. And people are sitting there being like, you're going to be nutrient deficient. I was nutrient deficient. I was classified and diagnosed as malnourished and pre-diabetic until I started eating just, just whole foods. This just is me. what I'm saying. Do you not look at this, this chart? He's got this really cool picture here that shows ribeye yeah. and all the cool things that it, it comes with. But do you look at this and you go like, how do people think that this yeah. is wrong? Well, I do. Now I do. And, yeah. you know, that's why um, I'm trying to, like, talk to people when they're interested in it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go and be that person that just, like, someone sits down with a burger. I'm not going to be like, you need to take that bun off, you know? <clears throat> um, was that cooked in butter or was it cooked in canola oil? Exactly, right? I'm not going to do – I'm just choosing to – when I'm around with people. Like, I went out for work the other week, uh, out with people from work the other week, and the staff was good enough to – they just cooked me a steak. They charged me just for the protein. They cooked up a couple eggs for me and wow. I got them to cook it in butter. And the restaurant was like, no problem. I just told them, I said, like, I don't do well with um, the generic oils. And I asked mm -hmm. what they could do for a side. They're more than happy to help you out. And then people at the table started asking me about it. And then that's kind of how the conversation started. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I do believe that people, it's just uneducation. I think it's uneducation because nobody is being told that this is healthy for you. I just listed, you know, the amount of different plants and vegetables you would have to eat to get all the nutrients mm -hmm. from a ribeye and even vitamin K, like, where are you going to find that in your plants? Vitamin K too, like where you can't, it's not there. Like riboflavin, where are you going to find a lot of this stuff? You can get synthetic vitamins. Don't they say riboflavins in bread? Well, riboflavins in some Beyond Meat, they're putting it in. Oh, yes. Right? And so you can get it synthetically, but why would you get any of your nutrients synthetically when you can get them from your food, which I totally. think is, is better. So speaking of Beyond Meat or I guess Beyond Meat's a brand, but it is plant-based meat is what they like to be called, I guess. Yeah. So pre I, pre I just call it processed vegan food. So or pro processed plant food. I shouldn't isolate the vegan. There's other people that eat meat still eat plant-based meat mm -hmm. i shouldn't just say it's not fair to them to say that but they're the ones who are really marketing it to be honest for sure right? you know i have had like a and w for example they have their beyond meat burger it's actually decent but that was before i even considered like what the ingredients were like i legit just thought like oh it's probably just like mushrooms and seeds and stuff didn't think anything of it so i went to the beyond meat website and looked at our ingredients and it is so vague like look at this website we're looking at it right now it's beautiful mm -hmm. it's so nicely done and so here are their ingredients protein and then it says peas mung beans baba beans brown rice and you're like okay like 
that's good. Yeah. Like beans are protein. And then fat. Okay, so what do we got here? Cocoa butter, coconut oil. Okay, and canola oil right there. Yeah, seed oil. Trigger word right there. Carbs. Potatoes. Okay. Minerals. And then what do we got here? Iron, calcium, salt. Flavor. Beets, apples. So you're like, okay, these are decent. Mm -hmm. Like this is a decent, and they're, they're marketing it very nice like i'm looking at these pictures of the veggies and the salt and whatever it looks beautiful but then i found another website and it goes through like the actual ingredient list like marketing is a very funny little yeah. talent you know oh, like yeah. you can make anything you can make this bag of dog poop like look great if you've got the right marketing team it's funny speaking of dog poop um <laughs> you compare a crappy brand of dog, dog food, food to the ingredients in a beyond meat. If you took out most dog food will have like beef, liver, whatever in it. If you take those out and you compare the rest of it, I couldn't tell you which one was different. Which actually, one was which. We took a picture of a bag at Costco the other day of dog food. We should actually compare them. Yeah. Like my dogs every day, my dogs get the very high, high end kibble, mm -hmm. a bit of that, but they're getting, I make them bone broth. They get bone broth every day. They get liver every day and they get fresh, raw muscle meat. Or I might mm -hmm. have, if I have like a beef, I'll buy like a beef heart and I'll just cut it up and I'll give them beef heart in there as well as some muscle meat. Um, they're getting it every single day, you know, Those and, dogs live like Queens. That's for sure. Well, and you look at Sadie, like my newest dog, like she's just the coat she's on beef. that girl. Oh, she's and so she, she used to be so dusty. Yeah. She used to be dusty and we started changing her diet around and now she's got like, like you can see her reflection oh, in her coat. Yeah. She shines and she's just jacked. Like yeah, you see her is. going and she's just so muscular. She's a lab shepherd cross. Just beautiful dog. Yeah, she is. She has, she's changed a lot in the last year. So. Oh yeah. So anyways, back to this. Um, this is a website um, titled Clean Food Facts. So plant-based meat ingredient guide. So the list is pretty extensive. Artificial flavors, yeast extract, bleached wheat flour, blue number one. Mm, I love my blue number. Canola oil, caramel color, carrageenan, a known cancer causer. It's a preservative. Mm -hmm. They usually put it in like a dairy. Yeah. I've never noticed it in a meat before, but I guess it's not. This meat. isn't meat. Copper sulfate. I don't know what that does. Maybe it's good for you. I don't know. Corn oil, corn syrup solids. Corn syrup, as we know, is terrible for you. Yeah. Cultured dextrose, dimagnesium phosphate. I wish we had your dad here because he's a chemist. He knows this stuff. Mm -hmm. Dipotassium phosphate, disodium. I don't even want to try to guess what that word is. Disodium <laughs> inosinate, hydrolyzed vegetable protein, blah, 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 blah. Maltodextrin. I know when I ate gluten-free, I had to be careful of maltodextrin. Yeah. I think it comes from corn, but I knew that it it's one of those like sneaky words that go into yeah. ingredients and you react to it. Modified food store, uh, food starch, palm oil, another one that we don't like. Yeah. Propylene glycol, that's what you take when you're backed up. That's yeah. what you take before the colonoscopy. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think that's honestly how they. That's probably to help you poop. That exactly. You eat all I was this garbage. Say, it's not fiber. The, my, the one there I really, really like is red number three. Red number three. Red number yes. three. Like, I, I remember my doctor on the. Blood, also red number 40. Yeah, on my blood panel, he was just like, you know, Brian, you're red number three is just completely down complete. And I was like, what? I'm joking, by the way, red number three, <laughs> red number three, that's not a, 
booth. That's not anything. It's a color. And red number three is actually banned in makeup and in topical ointments by the FDA because they said it's harmful for your skin. But they're just like, let's just put it in some of this fake processed well, it's food. It's funny because you bounce back to Beyond Meat flavors and colors. It says here, we use things like beet juice in yeah. our plant-based burgers to give you that meat-like color. Do you or do you actually use red number three? Exactly. Red or number red number 40. 40. Yeah. Coconut oil, salt, sodium alginate, uh, like all kinds of different sodiums here. Soy. There we go. Soy protein, soy lecithin. Yeah. So that's where the man boobies are coming from. Mm-hmm. Sugar, of course. Uh, and like, what else we got wheat protein. So anyone who's got, you know, like some wheat issues, yellow number six. Yeah. Yellow number six, titanium dioxide. Don't know what it is. Doesn't sound great. You ever wonder where like yellow number one never made the cut. (laughs) You're right. What about yellows one through five? Yeah. Like what are all these, uh, they're just, what are they? Just not good. Yeah. Did you know that canola oil, which is also in there used to be an engine lubricant? No way. Yeah, way back when they first uh, started making it and, and inventing it. Um, yeah, it used to be used in like like for engines and stuff, for like lubrication, like mechanical aspects, which is crazy. That is crazy. You I know, mean, it makes sense, but, but the thing the thing that I really the thing that I really thought was thing it really bothered me was on the ingredient list for the packaged stuff in the store. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a couple different proteins, pea protein, uh, rice protein, potato starches, beet juice extract. We got a couple different things. But the thing that really irked me that I hate and it, it boiled me so much is they're not just putting in on the nutritional facts, the different types of vitamins like you would normally see mm-hmm. on a nu- nutritional fact thing with the calories and the fat content and everything. So these guys are putting in the ingredients they're putting the vitamins that you still find. So half these ingredients are the vitamins. So they're starting to say like niacin, which is vitamin B3, right? Thymine, which is vitamin B1, riboflavin, which is vitamin B2. So they're starting this to- This is on a Beyond Meat thing. Yeah, this is on a Beyond Meat thing. So you're, you're they're, they're filling the ingredients to try and market it mm-hmm. that look at these vitamins. However, we just went through ribeye steak and there's the nothing like that on there. Like- you know, what's the vitamins in there? There's mm-hmm. one ingredient, it's meat. Yeah. You know, if meat. they were to list, if they were to have the ingredient list of all the vitamins, like they're trying to market mm-hmm. for the Beyond Meat on there, you wouldn't even be able to see what the meat looked like because there's so many more vitamins and for nutrients sure. in there. If you do liver, liver again here, vitamin A, vitamin B1, B2, B3, B5, B6, B9, B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, E, K, omega-3, choline, biotin, calcium, chromium, Copper, iron, magnesium, uh, manganese, uh, phosphorus, potassium, selenium, zinc. Those are all things in beef liver. Wow. And if we were to put that in there, and they're telling me that I'm going to get sick and I'm going to develop scurvy and, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a heart attack and all this other stuff. And I'm sitting here being <laughs> well, it's like, like, you've gone through famine. Yeah. And I'm sitting here just like, I'm my best self right now. And it's not totally due to just the meat. It's due to a lot of the eliminating the of processed course. foods and the sugars as well. But they go part and parcel though. Exactly. But the thing is, is they came, they came close this past year in Canada where they wanted to put the total amount of saturated fat on ground beef Mm -hmm. and the cattle industry got all up in arms because right now people are like saturated fat's bad, but we just made a pretty good argument as to why 
you know, we don't really think it is, mm -hmm. right? We think it's, you know, I think excess of any type of fat can maybe cause different effects on your body, but again, depending on your activity level, absolutely. Your, what's the word sedentary level? Like yeah. How much you sit? Like for me, I'm, I have an office job. Yeah. So maybe I, and I, I come home and I, I sit on my couch, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so for someone like you who is walking constantly during the day to someone like, or someone like Andrew who's up and down a ladder a yeah. hundred times a day, you know, maybe we, um, can handle that a little differently. Could, could be. I think a lot of that too, is just opportunity to, to what you do. Like, I know you started going on walks and your breaks, mm -hmm. right. And a lot of my steps, like there are days I'm just like in meetings mm -hmm. or training, um, or you're sitting in, in front of a compressor rack for the whole day. You're not really getting a lot of steps. And mm -hmm. most of my, I average about like, I'd say more so closer to 15,000 steps a day. Most of those come after work. Mm -hmm. right? I'll do something before yeah. and then I'll go to work. I usually get maybe like 4,000 at work, let's say in a day, mm -hmm. 5,000, some days or more. Um, but that's why some days like the other day I had like 25,000 steps, a day, you know, but it, it comes after work. So anyway, that's just, that's just a side note, but I, I do agree. Like it depends on your different, your activity level. It depends on your body type. It depends what other, you might have other ailments. I look at Andrew with his health history, yeah. having a, a complete colectomy, not having a colon, some of his intestines, not being able to absorb a lot of those maybe nutrients that we yeah, could. He's got... He may not be able to do it. And I talked to him about that. And I said, you would really have to talk to your doctor about that. And I said, you can try and see how you feel. Um, but mm -hmm. same thing with my mom, with her health things. Not everyone can do it. The thing is, is that the other side of it that we're talking about with the Beyond Meat and a lot of these plant-based stuff is processed food other people can't do it, mm -hmm. right? You're talking about yourself. You went and you ate this and you just started feeling like crap, mm -hmm. but yet they're still pushing it. You mm -hmm. have to do this. So you have to look at it from both sides being like, Hey, my body responds better this way. Why are you guys telling me, why are you going to start taxing my meat? Cause that's coming. Meat taxes are going to come right now. They're trying to push a meat tax. They did in 2018 too. They tried to push a meat tax because they said it is going to like red meat and, and saturated fats are so bad for you that you're going to cause such a strain on the healthcare system. We have to tax the meat so we can combat that, that when it happens. Is, oh, it's so crazy right? to me. Any, if you've ever listened to any other podcast that I've been on, it somehow comes back to the Money. main pro. Well, yes, but the environment, like that's the next yeah, one. Is the environment important? A hundred percent. Do I think that we're killing it and it's going to be gone in a hundred years? No, no, I don't. Do I think global warming is a thing? Well, a topic for another day, mm -hmm. but you know, they, they're bringing in this meat tax as a way to offset climate change because apparently cow <laughs> farts are wrecking the ozone layer. Yeah, exactly. creating global warming. So an article that I read today, um, the title of it was it's time for a meat tax. Here's how to make it work. Yeah. And I thought, man, I, I'm like, I hate having to even read this, but I'm going to because I want to be. And this is recent? This, Yeah, this was from oh, yeah. August 14th. Oh, so like just, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Like a, 10 days ago. So it's time for a meat tax. Here's how to make it work to meet our climate goals again okay meat tax climate goals okay they're not related but all right we need to stop eating so much meat more expensive burgers could change behavior protect the planet and even make other food more affordable and wow. i go like so you're gonna make meat so expensive that instead i'm just gonna buy 
beyond meat because it's cheaper like imagine seeing beyond ground beef and regular ground beef and this one's double the price i'd be furious oh absolutely and because you know what there's way more ingredients that go into this yeah exactly and that's the thing like when i was talking about like the healthcare one that was back in 2018 Mm -hmm. and that's what i mean like a lot of times with this whole war on meat um you know mark bell he's got a war on carbs they follow that guy like that guy he's just crushing it he's got his whole Mm -hmm. book on there about it too but um you know the war on meat it started that that was the first meat tax Mm -hmm. and then as the science got better more and more people were like hey man like i'm getting healthier i'm my blood work is better they were like oh crap we can't really can't really use that anymore mm-hmm. like the whole not just saying for the tax i'm saying like an argument and all it's shifted mm-hmm. now the focus is on our and on environment and cow well you were saying on the break originally it was the like well we don't want to be mean to animals yes yeah. it'll be good to animals okay and then it was well like maybe you know it's humane the way we do it so maybe they're not yeah. you know it's like well then it's not good for you yeah. like oh oh it's not good for me and now it's like now it's environment like, well, actually, like, it is good for you because people are thriving off of this. But, like, the environment, cow farts. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes, cow farts. Get me kale. I want a kale sandwich. Ugh, so I that, sounds terrible. I know, right? I do like a good kale chip, like a baked... But, oh, no. I know, I know. I hate I'd rather just starve. But I hate kale for the most part. But anyway, this guy that wrote that little blurb I read, his name is David Hepburn. I looked into him. And, oh, no, sorry. David Hepburn? I wrote down David M. Cameron. I actually have no idea. Someone Hepburn. <laughs> <laughs> but he's an Australian professor of environmental economics at the University of Oxford and the London School of Economics and Political Science. He's very well educated. So he's the director of economics of sustainability program at the Institute for the New Economic Thinking at the Oxford Martin School. So, like, I, I know I just said a lot of words, but, like, for someone who doesn't know to question mm-hmm. what they're reading go well that guy like he goes to school at oxford okay that's that's top of the line that's you know that's a great school he's a teacher there he's a professor like he this guy's smart he's educated he knows what he's talking about right yeah but then i did some more digging on his website actually and it says that he has had speaking events at davos and the world economic forum and of course like i hear these words and mm. i'm like absolutely not yeah but, your interest is peaked right You're- yeah and so he made another comment about how their calculations um, are suggesting that the average retail price for meat in high-income countries, so I guess that'd be Canada and America. Well, I guess America wouldn't be high-income. Maybe England. You know what? With the way the inflation is going, everything's going to just be poor. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'm guessing these are just like first-world countries is what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, they would need to increase their cost by 35 to 56% for beef, 25% for poultry, 19% for lamb and pork to reflect environmental costs. So in England, where he lives, the average price for 200 grams of beef, so I think that's about six ounces, so like a good size steak. Wait, what, where are we going here? The average price oh, yeah, for okay, 200 yeah. gram beef steak yeah. or a quarter pound is 280 a pound. I don't know how that is for Canadian dollars. You think that because we live in Alberta, beef would be really cheap, but it's not. So whatever. Alberta beef. Um, consumers would pay between three eighty uh, per pound to four thirty per pound. Um, so you know we're looking at like a dollar to two dollars, almost in some places three dollars more per pound, just with this meat tax. And this is just what he's yeah. suggesting would be 
a great choice, like would be sustainable for. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. I think that's crazy. Like, do you think if meat's really expensive, you're going to stop buying it? No, we just went through with the carbon tax and gas. So I still own my truck and haul horse trailers around. So yeah, um, to me, it's just my lifestyle, uh, you know, and you know, do I look for it is you can pay now for mm -hmm. meat and have a little bit more price. Like you're not eating ribeyes every day, but you pay now or you're going to be pay unhealthy and pay, and pay later with medical bills. You know, you might pay now for a gym membership. Like I'm fortunate enough. I have a gym in my basement. I'm fortunate mm -hmm. that I live out in the country and I can go walk around barefoot in my woods in my underwear for all I care. <laughs> I've done that. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I just that. get up and go outside. And, you know, and, but the thing is, is you pay now a little bit here and you have a better life where you're healthy and you're young and it, it just propels you into a healthier adult life mm -hmm. or you pay later. So for me, no, it wouldn't mean anything to me. It just might mean I have to work a little bit harder. I might have for to sure. put in a couple extra hours that I wouldn't have had mm -hmm. to do before, but um, it's not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. It's right now, this is just who can yell the loudest. At first it was them yelling about don't kill the animals. Then we realized that, you know, they looked at people monocropping these crops year after year after year, and they're like purposely poisoning rodents so that they didn't eat their crops the thing with that is and then when they actually harvest them mm -hmm. and till them not even to mention the emissions being put off by that which i think is a, i think it's, it's probably worse they just did, well they just did studies on i i, I want to i wasn't actually thinking about talking about this too too in depth like this this particular thing it was i think it was like 30 percent more uh, oh, wow. than the cows for like, cause they, when they do it, they'll look at harvest machinery. Yeah. They'll look at like harvesting <laughs> and then they'll look at like the pesticides and then they'll oh. look at tilling mm -hmm. and then they'll look at seeding, but they look at them individually mm -hmm. and the cow will probably beat all of those individually. Mm -hmm. But when you add all of those things up, mm -hmm. it looks a lot worse. It's just like before they did a study, what year it was, it was 2008 it started. And then they did the study. Anyway, it was like the tailpipe of a car compared to the life of a cow's butthole pretty much. <laughs> and what they did is they, they did this study and they did uh, the life of the car or life of the cow and a snapshot of the car. And the car looked a lot better. But that's the thing is it was a snapshot. They were cherry picking data marketing. And so when people now that the science is growing, and people are coming back, I want to say it was like 2018. I, I want to say it was that um, I heard it on Sean Baker's podcast. And um, he came back and they, they ended up redacting the study. I think that was when they redacted in 2018 because people like scientists and doctors and like people that are smart and understand this stuff, they went and said, well, hold on a second here. And they redid the study and they looked at it and the cows came out looking pretty good. Mm -hmm. Right. And then on top of that, going back to the killing of things, one thing that a lot of messages of the people that are, um, doing carnivore and i know at least for myself and and different farmers i know different ranchers and i know different people that own farm and raise cattle my grandfather growing up he raised a herd of cattle all the time that's kind of i swear my love for for cows and and just proper farming started um the thing is is we do nose to tail mm -hmm. we're eating the organs we're using the bones for soup we're eating the marrow we're eating the muscle meat mm -hmm. eating the balls if they got them right? We're drinking them. Yeah. Your cringy face. <laughs> I you would try them. Testosterone but yeah, levels. Eat I don't testicles. know if I do. Liver King. Why, why, who eats vegetables when you got testicles? Yucky. Right. I'm not quite there yet. I'm just like, yeah. I like a steak and I like actually, butter. Once you take the membrane off, it's actually quite soft. Succulent. It's like a mozzarella almost. It's weird. It's like a right? fresh mozzarella. It's creamy. 
Oh, I'm not there yet, the but maybe one are day. Creamy. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, fancy that. but still though, you know, like we're using everything and two, like a lot of the butchers and the people who are slaughter the cows, like for local ranchers, um, even with the hides, mm-hmm. they know there's a lot of, I was talking to one last year, I was talking to, um, a butcher and I asked him, I said, you know, what do you do, you know, when you get your cow or sorry, not a butcher, a, a rancher. And I was like, what do you do like with the hides? And he's like, well, there's like, there's tons of different things you can do with hides. He said, but they know a couple uh, really talented people that make artwork with it and they oh, just cool. donate it to them and they can make a living off some of this oh, stuff. Oh, I love that. And so everything is being used. And even the stuff that I don't like to eat, like the intestines and the kid- kidneys just taste like, there's always that pee taste. No matter what you do to it, it just <laughs> tastes like pee. Um, just give them to the dogs. Dogs oh, eat yeah. them up. So even if I'm not eating it, it yeah. the dogs are eating it and getting nourishment from it, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's important as opposed to going through and harvesting your crops and don't get me wrong. There's always collateral damage. There's always going to be collateral damage. I get that. But if you're purposely poisoning rabbits, you're not using the rabbits as sustenance. You're not doing anything else, but killing them. That is not to me, that is not proper. And you have no argument to me using one cow that was ethically raised, humanely killed and butchered. And we used nose to tail on it. Mm-hmm. right like to me i'm using everything mm-hmm. for sustenance and there is a circle of life here and people that's where people are like well you just can eat vegetables and it's like you're not getting it there to get your vegetables there is a ton of things that Correct are dying me if i'm wrong in a food chain i'm going back like grade five science here mm-hmm. a food chain if an animal goes extinct for example and they're a predator well the the animals that they eat Mm -hmm. go crazy like they populate right because there's nobody there killing them so if nobody Mm -hmm. is eating animals if only if people are only eating plants would the animal population not go crazy wouldn't that be more farts yeah well and that's that's the thing is that when they're talking about stopping beef and because of the methane are you just going to kill all the cows? Like, what's that going to look like? Right. Where are the people that we're talking about not killing anything? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like cows aren't the only things that fart. We own horses. Right. Horses are extremely gassy. What, are you going to kill all the horses? What do you do with the pigs? Are you going right. to kill all the pigs too? You see what I mean? Like, they're just, they're picking things. And they're and mind you, the methane emissions might be a lot less. However, give me a break. Like, methane is methane. Emissions are emissions. How severe, severe they are. It doesn't hold any weight to the amount put through and the damaging done through harvesting, seeding, tilling, pesticides, and then just your general carbon emissions. Well, what about the, okay, so North America, cow, like Canada, America, cows. Yeah, we eat a lot of beef here, right? But look at some places in Europe where their main meats are like, um what's the one i'm thinking of iceland yeah horse and oh, fish yeah. horse and fish not cows yeah. i bet you there's a lot of europe a lot of africa a lot of asia that isn't eating beef yeah. but like they aren't growing cows right so yeah they're are you not telling raising, me yeah. that north american cows are enough to ruin the whole environment <laughs> with their farts yeah just north american cows yeah, no, de- definitely not. I think they can get a lot of data because we have like some of the largest, we, I think we have the, like the largest ranch in the world is down in, in it's like Texas, I think it's down that way. And, um, you know, we, we can de- get, definitely get a lot of data 
from it. And don't get me wrong. I think that like, I think everybody needs to work together mm -hmm. for this. Mm -hmm. And right now the beef industry is, is kind of doing their part. If they can get some electric, you know, uh, heavy duty machinery for farming equipment out mm -hmm. there, which I don't know if they can, but still there's the pesticides and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, they'll be well on their way. Cause right now there's a lot of ranches out there that are doing regenerative agriculture with their cattle and with the ruminants with bison farms. Um, we got uh, Rome ranch and uh, I think it's white Oak pastures where they're actually net zero emissions with their methane, mm. because what they do, it's a, it's a science to it, but what they do is they will move the cattle around different fields strategically and on certain times. And when they move them, um, their excrement, like their crap will actually fertilize the earth and they fertilize it. So it takes a little bit of time to get this, but they'll take like pretty much like barren monocropped crop land mm -hmm. and they will regenerate it. And there's some, where they have this guy standing, this rancher standing out there and it's like up to his chest with grass and they're actually producing net zero emissions or mm -hmm. they'll actually be in the positive. They're, they're creating more wow. oxygen and it's because of the fertilization cool. from the cows. So there, but you don't hear anybody talking about no, it. No, of course not. Right. In the carnivore industry, we absolutely are. For sure. And you know, and, but, and it's catching on more and more people. You mm -hmm. got someone like, like on Rogan, right? The guy's got the largest podcast in the world. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about this sort of stuff. So it's getting out there slowly, mm -hmm. but it's, you, the thing is, is you don't see regenerative farms on the stock ticker. <laughs> you yeah. see beyond meat on the stock ticker. We don't have Kim Kardashian sitting on top of a, you know, a fence post with cattle behind her promoting it. <laughs> no. Right. But she's talking about beyond meat, the rock, the guy has a freaking longhorn as his, as his symbol. And he just signed a hundred, like hundreds of millions of dollar deal for Beyond Meat. There's no way dude's getting jacked off Beyond Meat. No friggin' way. I, I think, I think their performance would suffer. I, I, again, I look at many people that have tried to go vegan. Um, they do lose a lot of muscle mass. There's no saying there are vegan bodybuilders out sure. there. Who knows? I can only imagine how much more they're having to eat to get that sort of protein. Yeah. And maybe peds performance enhancing drugs yeah. like they could be doing that they could be on some testosterone soy. or something right the soy yeah probably lots They're of soy turning their breasts into pecs yeah right <laughs> um but most of the people um will lose a tr pretty pretty tremendous amount of, of 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 muscle um then again i don't know exactly how much they are exercising with resistance training or weightlifting mm -hmm. but anyway needless to say the thing is is that I think it's just being so marketed by, you look at the Kardashian, she's probably one of the most sought after female influencers in the planet. I don't get it, but yeah. The Rock, same, same thing. Same thing, yeah. Right? Absolutely. The Rock, I can see. The guy is... He's very talented. He's talented. For he's a, a reason. Yeah, he's a titan, that guy. And, you know, he's... I wish you'd do another season of that. You ever watch the Titan Games, his show? No. It's like a... Oh, man, it's amazing. It's like a better version of uh it. no it's like a better version of that uh, american ninja warrior oh american cool. ninja warrior is just a sob story for an hour now mm -hmm. like i stopped watching it because anyway i'm not going down that rabbit hole you're just um, so much like your brother we don't like to listen to the stories well just it's just do like, your talent it used go. to be an hour of, of running the course yeah and now it's an hour of sob stories with five minutes of running the course mm -hmm. yeah i don't like that you know anyway needless to Shut say run the course yeah. the, there's they have huge influence over everything and these people are marketing it and you look at people that want to market things and they want to be like the role model 
themselves. Mm -hmm. They're thinking that, you know, if I eat this, I'm going to be more like them. Mm -hmm. If I ever run into them, I'm going to have something to talk about. This goes back to like the, these people who aren't thinking for themselves. Like there's no way. And I, you know, I was trying to explain this to my daughter like a year or two ago when she was like so influenced by the stuff that she was seeing online. And I'm trying to say to her, like, just because someone online says something is good for you or you should have something Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you need it. And so for me, like, I can't picture myself looking at some celebrity being like, oh, you should eat this cricket protein powder because I do it and I'm a famous person. Like, I would never be like, oh, my gosh, yes, I I want that. But I think people like us are very few and far between these days. A lot of people are like, yes, protein powder. Kim K says we need it. Beyond meat, doing it. But here's the thing is there's the other side of that Mm -hmm. where we're sitting here being like, we're talking about some role models in our side and how we're just like, yes, Mm -hmm. they're right. So they could come at us for the same thing we just said. The thing is, is that I think the the difference is, is that we're looking at everything. Mm-hmm. We've been on both sides of it. Like I said, I mm-hmm. used to do complete days where I would go completely meat free. You mm-hmm. used to, you said that you were doing that for a while too. Mm-hmm. Like and we've been unhealthy. We've had ailments and now we've switched those around with what worked for us with the carnivore. Um, the thing is, is, is we are more of a, like a free thinker, yeah. right? Where we question things totally. as opposed to just believing them. And that's kind of the difference is what you're saying is like, you don't have to believe something online or believe because this person said it. You can be like, hey, you know what? I really like this person. I, I like their content. I respect what I, they say. Yeah. Let me research. I'm gonna it. I'm gonna look into this a bit. And that's why we talked about we may mention what are this uh what are they um oh man, why is it the acronym NPC non playable character? Oh NPCs. NPCs, yeah, yeah non playable character. Those characters in video games that you like run into, you can't like push A and talk to them. They don't really do anything. They kind of just like walk and get yeah. in the way, like they're not that they're those are NPCs. We talk NPCs a lot. Yeah, they're non-playable characters, and they're people like that in real life that don't well, think for themselves. I think a lot of and okay, again, I've gone through this like a bazillion times in the other podcasts right. with just a mixture of a lot of the things that we do now. We're spending hours and hours and hours on blue screens. Yeah, our water is garbage. Yep, we're full of fluoride. Mm-hmm. Our food is terrible for us. Everything's full of like microplastics yeah. and everything else. Like Processed I just food. think that everything kind of collectively over X amount of years is creating more zombified people. Yeah. And and unhealthy, like and fat. In, unhealthy yeah, of course. People. And in that you have the free thinking is gone. Yeah. Like through this whole like two years of garbage, I'd say to the girls, like, don't put a mask on. Well, right. our teacher said we have to. So? Yeah. Tell your teacher to call me. No. I don't want to stick out. I don't want to be different. That's with yeah. the older one. I don't want to I don't want to stand out. I'm like, stand out. Like mm-hmm. be a thinker. Well, like you're probably you should probably just go get a vaccine because then we can like just go back to our normal lives. You can have your life just, back, like, yeah. Like, do you hear yourself? Like this goes against everything that I've been trying to teach you. And the thing is like she comes home and she hears everything on the opposite end for me but goes to school and spends a little amount of time with these people and then it's like well mom's wrong everything i've learned here from my friends and from my teacher and everyone else and online is totally right so when you have people pushing these products even when it was i hate to make this vaccine episode 
but you know when it was like go get vaccinated all these celebrities are like i did it like yeah they're singing songs and you're just like yeah yeah. and i felt that way like when there's elections too when celebrity will endorse a candidate all they're doing that for is to get thousands if not millions of blind votes because oh this celebrity i like voted for this person i'm gonna vote for this person right it's just i like i again marketing is a very sneaky little game um i don't agree with how they go about it and so yeah, the same with with the beyond or the impossible or whatever they're called. The yeah, it's just the the plant based the plant based uh, processed food. Yeah, yeah. The next big thing is insects, bugs, yeah. bugs, and that's another one where celebrities are coming out promoting it. In the last couple weeks, I've seen multiple. <laughs> like, let me find the list here. It was like Robert Downey Jr. He was on. I don't know, Jimmy, someone. Colbert. Oh, Colbert, that's right. And he had cricket powder. And he's like, it's protein powder and whatever. Like, but why? Like, why would we be going to that? You know what I think is I look back to the vegetarians on this one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have one friend that I'm going to send this to. And she's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. She was a vegetarian, like strict, just veggies, mm-hmm. you know, it's what she ate. And then all of a sudden, I think she called her, I think it was, it was a long time ago. I remember vaguely, it was like a pesky ovo vegetarian where she could all of a sudden now eat like fish. Oh, like a pescatarian. Yeah, or something like that. And, yeah. And maybe some chicken. And I'm like, oh, so you're not, eggs, yeah. so you're not a vegetarian anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, are, or is there, and it was just this new, it, it branched off into this new thing where it was, they change the narrative where it's like goalposts. You're still, yeah, you're no, you're still good. Don't worry about it because a lot of the times, and I'll say it again, I find that long-term vegetarian and vegan and even long-term carnivore, very extreme diets are hard to sustain long-term. They are, yeah. And so they start doing these offshoots where it's like we can do this. So for me, the bugs is just the vegan version of fish. Yeah. Because it's still got a heartbeat. For it's sure. Not vegan anymore. Yeah, you're not not hurting it, but because yeah. it's a bug and not a, a mammal. Yeah. Like it's okay. So Nicole Kimmel was another one. There was an interview with her, um, with hornworms, crickets, and grasshoppers. Oh yeah. I've eaten a grasshopper. I remember being in like youth group in high school, and it was like a amazing race. And it was like <laughs> eat this grasshopper. Shit. It was like a treasure hunt kind of thing. Eat this live grasshopper, and this is 20 years ago, and I still think about eating this poor like i felt terrible that i ate this thing alive but man how is that for you i mean it tastes like lettuce kind of but like the thought of it like it's really gross except lettuce is just empty calories yeah exactly well look how protein filled i got after eating the one cricket but i'm just thinking like the amount of crickets that they would have to collect and kill and grind up Mm -hmm. for you to have a a bucket of protein powder Mm -hmm. oh my lord hundreds of thousands so these yeah all these celebrities are are talking about it and like it it seems to be a thing that's like actually going to be pushed soon the oh. world economic forum talks about it i yep. found a thing on their website today um talking about like five reasons why it can reduce climate change again we're always back to the environment well, it's so, the flavor of the month yeah well and I'm, it's old news it should move along but yeah they said that the consumption of animal protein is the source of greenhouse gas and climate change again cow farts 
that is that the problem really Calvert? why they hate ranchers i bet you they got like they must have grown up in like a small area where like ranchers were like right you know yeah and they weren't and now they have some power it's like watching big brother when like the person that was like the loser of the house finally gets Mm -hmm. power and they don't know what to do with it and they just go crazy and then they just blow up their own game and they end up getting evicted the next week it's kind of what they're doing maybe hey the ranchers were like the not cool kids maybe i don't know i don't know why i hate ranchers some of the nicest people (laughs) but why why just beef though but yeah they said insects are an overlooked source of protein and a way to battle climate change the consumption of insects can offset climate change in many ways see these are very vague yeah like this is what they say these are trigger words again someone who's not looking into it goes it can it can offset climate change yes i will eat that recent studies show that insects offer between 9.96 and 35.2 grams now that's a huge number difference there yeah. grams of protein per 100 grams compared to between 16.8 and 20.6 grams for meat so 100 grams is three ounces of meat yeah or of anything so you're telling me that insects can give you 35 grams of protein yeah. in three ounces they might be able to i like how it depends on what's in the insect. You look at, we, we say this right now, and then we just went through what's in beef liver. A lot of people don't know it. It's the same kind of extreme. Yeah. The thing is, is they're only talking about protein. Well, cricket liver is the same. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> well, they're, yeah, they're whole, even, the, the, I look at it as they got a heartbeat, mm-hmm. right? And at that point, it's just kind of like, all right, you're still killing something, right? And for me, you asked why just beef? It's because it is the most nutrient-dense mineral dense healthy food for you on the planet i really do believe that. which would explain why the push against cow farts exactly they want the people to be i really do believe there is people out there and i could be wrong but this is kind of the podcast to talk about it is they want people to be fat sick and unhealthy so that they can buy drugs right yeah you said the one doctor is getting in trouble for not prescribing enough Enough drugs yeah and it's just like you know what like let's just focus on making people healthy like i love that aspect and that's why i was saying in the last podcast when you if you if you're choosing to go and start doing you know taking action in your life on your diet and your nutrition your fitness levels do some research on it but start it from the base of health don't just look at it i'm gonna Mm -hmm. lose weight to look better Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get healthier should be the drive and I really do believe there's people out there right now. They're, they're seeing there. They're just sitting there and they're just kind of like a dog licking their lips. They're just like, oh, man, mm-hmm. I'm seeing I go down the road. I see all these big people, all these unhealthy people. I see hospital rates rising like we can provide a solution to this. And it's bugs. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know what, for me, I hope that there's like right now I go down to uh, get some feed for the horses or some supplements for the horses and for chickens, man, there is just bags of mealworms just dehydrated and yeah chickens eating bugs man if they can give me some mass-produced grasshoppers or crickets Mm -hmm. all i would feed my chickens like we're planning on we're in the process right now of planning out our our chicken coop and um they're only going to be pretty much eating like bugs Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to be feeding them a bunch of corn and stuff like that and i think like we said that every human every single body takes in different ingredients and metabolizes it differently right I think that bugs, for example, are probably very well tolerated by a chicken or an animal. Yeah. Do I think that a human should? You know, I don't know enough about the topic. I'm obviously Mm -hmm. not well versed in it. And it is a very 
new yeah. as far as like food sources go maybe it's great but i don't know if i'll ever eat my words on that because like i don't want to eat that yeah i don't want to put bugs in my body it's gross yeah i could sit there, right across the table from someone will they eat a bowl of bugs and i eat the steak. oh my gosh and <laughs> i could have a nice dinner a nice conversation with them on it um but i know for a fact that i'm gonna probably enjoy my steak a little bit more than you're enjoying your bugs well, let's just say like it might be equal amounts of protein let's just say it is equal amounts of protein like you've got this like beautiful juicy steak or you've got this like dry crusty bowl of cricket goop like that it's just gross but they're just they're only everything that they read there they kept talking about protein and it's like okay well protein is great but what about the other things but that's the thing is they want you to go and take synthetic vitamins yeah right exactly which aren't always great for you well right? yeah they i i i think the science is there and i really do believe it just through my own experiences that getting a very nutrient rich protein leverage low carbohydrate diet is all the vitamins all the you vitamins need. you need yeah. right and obviously like i said some people they do not want to have the organs i choose to eat them because of the nutrient mm-hmm. and the vitamins and the minerals yeah of course right so back to this uh what the World Economic Forum was talking about bugs is the last point is the production use um, can, or to like create this protein or this source of food, it uses considerably less resources. So that's less land, less feed, less water, less transport fuel, less human labor than animal livestock while possessing a much smaller carbon footprint. So this one I do understand. Absolutely. Yeah. Like a bug is an, let's say crickets an inch long. Mm-hmm. A cow is hundreds of pounds. Yep. Like, I get it. It takes up... 100 delicious pounds. <laughs> hundred sweet, juicy pounds. Well, I do get that, but I don't know. Like, I think it's going to be... I, I don't know. I, I want to say, like, I don't think the world's going to fall for it, but I've been fooled before, Brian. Yeah, I think so. over here we're going to be a little bit more fooled. Um, well, Alberta's cowboy land, right? Like, Alberta is beef. Well, I mean, just like North America. Oh, North America. Like, North America will will fall uh, victim to that. Mm-hmm. And you look at other places, um, you look at Hong Kong. Hong mm-hmm. Kong is one of the healthiest places in the world. Mm. And they, I think they eat like 1.6 pounds on average per person of meat a day. Oh, wow. And they're one of the healthiest places and they're one of the highest meat consumption places. You yeah. look at a lot of these places that do... Uh, focus on nutrition and holistic health and herbal medicine and different mm-hmm. things that are like more natural mm-hmm. um, instead of a lot of the pharmaceuticals that we mm-hmm. have over here. They're a lot healthier. Over a lot there. of like South American countries right? do that. Yeah. And a lot of people, they're just like, you know, the, the one lady, she was, um, she was the one who had osteoporosis and her doctor said, you know, we're going to do this, this, and this. But the person who was actually running the exam told her, don't take these pills. You don't need them. You can just kind of do something different. So mm-hmm. whether or not she believed, she chose to believe this guy. Mm-hmm. She's never really had to take the pills. Yeah. And, and she just, she, she's a carnivore. This is why, since I found out about the osteoarthritis in my knees, mm-hmm. I'm like, he gave me a prescription for naproxen, which is just a leave. It's just painkiller. That's yeah. it. I can easily go to the store and buy it, but there are no cuts when I buy it from the store. Right. Right. So, and then there's a, a cream he he gave me as well well like the pain is not that bad that i need a cream yeah. and i'm like i'm not gonna get any of these prescriptions filled because 
I can fix this. Like, yeah. it might not ever go away, but I'm going to lubricate the crap out of them from the inside yeah. with, you know, meat. That's why it's like the main motivation to go back to this, right? Like, I want that collagen. I want that oil. I want that yeah. fat yeah. in my bones again. Absolutely. And, and too, you know, like you can, you can definitely, definitely, I, I recommend giving it a try. And I like when I had my candida and my eczema, mm -hmm. I was getting prescribed antibiotics and topical ointments mm -hmm. that they didn't do anything. So I kind of did it the other route. And so now going into what happened recently with my health, I decided, you know, I'm going to try doing it. It's kind of what you're doing. I'm going to mm -hmm. try this kind of this way. Mm -hmm. And you know what, if, if I'm really dedicated and I'm not seeing anything, then you know what we can go through. Cause I really do believe that, you know, from just being a Christian, I really do believe that God has put, people on this earth that do become scientists and do invent things and create things that can benefit us. Absolutely. Whether that is, you know, I'm not um, against medicine by any no, means. No, but, but you know what I mean? Like, I think that it's, it's, it's there, but I also believe that, you know, God also gives us kind of everything we need that when he created the earth, mm -hmm. you know? And Absolutely. I think that there's, there's, there's a balance there that you got to kind of look at and consider, but, um, I'm hundred percent supportive of your decision to be like, I'm going to try this first and, you know, see how it goes. Give it a good try. It's right? the same thing for me to, um, you know, I've, I've never had this and I pray that I never do, but with cancer, I will never tell anyone any medical advice or give my opinion on what they should do. If it's something like cancer, unless I was like trained for in that sure. area, Yeah, absolutely. but I will just be supportive. And if they ask me for an opinion, great. Um, I may not give them that opinion because mm -hmm. I don't want to inflict, but I, I think the main thing for me is like, I'm happy I get a platform like this to talk about. I'm happy I have friends and community around me that are asking questions where I get to kind of say things and tell for them sure, about it. Yeah. But I just try my best to lead by examples. Mm -hmm. Like even with your kids, like my, my nieces, I try to just lead by example. You know, I'm going to be that uncle to them that, you know, we have a small farm. He's going to be, he's going to be jacked. <laughs> He's going to be successful. I want to be a good male role model for anyone that I can, nieces, nephews, my friends, kids, my friends, anyone, coworkers. That's what I want to try to do um, overall. So I, I feel like if it was today, if I was to be diagnosed with cancer today, mm. I don't know that I would do traditional treatment for it. Like yeah. I would want to at least try um, changing my lifestyle around and really committing to that yeah. before I, I tried any of and that. And I think it but. starts now, right? It starts now with a lot of that. You see people right away, like we gave all the examples in the last, in the last episode and talked a little bit about this, but people have completely reversed mental disorders and they've lowered mm -hmm. down their, their intake of pills, um, autoimmune disorders, mm -hmm. different things like that. They're, they're reversing these things, but it starts, it starts now it's preventative and it's like you're doing maintenance on your body when you're doing yeah. these things, when you're eating right and exercising and you're, like I said, you either pay now or you pay later in hospital For bills sure. and medication. And I think if you have a well working machine, that's maintenance well, which is your body and you're putting in not only just physical work with your diet and exercise, you're putting in mental work where you're working on studying things, you're putting away the phone at night, you're getting mm -hmm. out of the blue screens, you're going in the sunlight, you have a good circadian rhythm, which is like your tells you when you're going to be tired, and when you should wake up. Mm -hmm. um, you're walking barefoot, you're getting cold, you're getting hot, you're doing all these things. That's just 
that's just really good maintenance on your body for sure where all these other things come in as far as processed beyond food or i shouldn't say beyond food processed plant-based food i can't stress it enough guys it's still processed food (laughs) no matter how they market it how many vitamins they pack into the list of ingredients which isn't on like any other list of ingredients i went through like a ton of random food that was all kind of like regular food it's only this stuff that they're they're forcing right now in the media is all it's listing vitamins as ingredients it's like okay well that's fine let's do that with but beef. like an, an, the vitamin is like a byproduct of the ingredient so you don't need to list it's like redundant exactly like, it's on the nutritional facts they're just trying to make yeah. their ingredient list longer like look how healthy this is yeah right let's do that with instead of just having the price per pound on meat mm-hmm. let's list the vitamins on there well it's like saying like here's this piece of steak and the ingredients are beef and then the next ingredient, iron. Yeah. Like, cool. Yeah. Like, that's a given. It's redundant because, like, I know beef gives me iron. Iron helps us play. Simpsons. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should know that if there's a quote from you or Andrew, it's Simpsons. Yeah. Or Seinfeld or South Park. Yeah, of course. Yes. Um. Anyway, so that, we kind of got off topic there. But yep. that's what happens in the podcast. Though. I know. You just and it's just trail. general conversation yeah. with me. Yeah. Well, fair, fair, fair. So just quickly back to this cricket thing or this bug thing so i found uh, a quote from i again i don't know how to say his name i'm not even going to try but he made a quote that it by 2050 so not long from now 28 years from now earth will have nearly 10 billion people the demand for protein will exceed our ability to procure it for our long-term survival we're going to need to increase our food output and decrease our carbon emissions at the same time So he is the assistant professor of operations and supply chain management, the executive director, Indiana University Business Sustainability and Innovation Lab at the Kelly School of Business. So like, I see this, like he's the professor of operations and supply chain management. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm a purchaser. My career is I'm a purchaser. So we're in the same field. Am I an expert to say that we're not going to have enough protein to prepare? to procure it we're gonna have too many people to procure it so he's pushing for uh, insect diets Mm -hmm. that was in the other part of his conversation he's pushing for insect diets as a source of what purchasing yeah i guess that's what it reads as it was just it blew my mind i had to but he throws some pretty fancy words in there about carbon emissions here's the thing trigger words i'm learning this Mm -hmm. because people are i'm going to say this people are lazy yeah i am too i'm not going to sit and read an entire journal people aren't going to listen to this entire podcast no absolutely not but you're you're going to listen for trigger words Mm -hmm. or you're going to read for trigger words and you're like Oh my gosh. We'll just hashtag it as vegan, carnivore, beyond meat. We should, yeah. All that stuff. Get the algorithms working in our favor. Get them going. (laughs) And then carbon emissions. Fake meat, hashtag fake meat, hashtag insect diet. Yeah. So I read here 10 celebrities that eat bugs. Nice. And these are people pushing it again. We talked to Nicole Kidman. There's a video of her eating it. I don't even want to watch it. These oh, like... you didn't watch it? No, it's gross. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I don't like it. Zach Efron. Kind of seductive. That one. Ew, really? Yeah, I, I She's eating it. worms. Yeah, I, I did. Zach Efron. That, that's a tough one for me. I quite like Zach Efron. I know. High School Musical. <sighs> I've never seen it. it, but I like it. Really? Have you seen um, the, the Greatest Showman? Yes. Great movie. Fantastic. 
Jessica Biel, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Ellen, Gordon Ramsay. Like, well, that one he aided on that wilderness show. Yeah, and this is again where marketing comes in. You're like, oh my gosh, Gordon Ramsay eats insects. No, he yeah. probably tried them. The dude eats any food that he wants to prepare. And you right? know what? It would probably if I'm gonna eat a bug, I'm getting Gordon Ramsay recipe. I guess. Man's yeah. a genius. This says Anna Ferris, Titus Burgess, and James Corden. But like they like look at his face. This is James Corden's face. Like yeah. and her face Anna Ferris's face. None of them look happy about this. They're clearly eating it on James Corden's show. Yeah. They're not happy about it. It's not part it. of their diet as towards Nicole Kidman and Robert Downey Jr. and stuff like that. Like They're... look how happy she is to do this. Oh, she's Back like a huge advocate. Nicole for Kidman. It. Yeah. Yeah, but let's talk about Nicole Kidman's dad who was part of like a huge child trafficking sex oh really ring. yeah like we could go way down that rabbit hole i'm well, just saying like, i wouldn't have much to contribute on that <laughs> you'll have to tune in for it if i will i'll definitely <laughs> listen to that one <laughs> but yeah so i just want to know like why so many celebrities are endorsing bugs and even why are so many celebrities in endorsing veganism like bugs is a new thing it's the new hot ticket but like the vegan thing been around it's been around and but it hasn't been trending now it's trending now it's popular to do that it is for sure i think a lot of it does have to do with um like a spiritual side of things as far as like like a lot of celebrities are into yeah all kinds of different types of faiths and religions for sure yeah and so i think that that probably has something to do with it like probably the ones that are Kabbalah, Hindu, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, they're probably into that. Even maybe... Well, Buddhists are... A lot of yeah, vegans Buddhist, can be right. Buddhist. You know, they don't want to hurt anything. Um, unless you steal long back, then Tony Jaa will come and beat the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah, right. You ever seen that movie, Long Back? No, oh, man. They steal, like, the head of, like, a Buddhist Thing. Oh and right! Tony oh, Jaw's whole movie actually. is just beating the crap out of everyone, trying to get it back. I feel like I actually have. Yeah, to do that. he'll hurt you <laughs> as a Buddhist. I looked up this list of like vegan celebrities. Again, I don't care about celebrities. I have to reiterate that. Yeah. I just think what we talked about like a little while ago that I don't care about their personal life. They just have make a. Good movies. They have a right. They've got a platform. People will blindly follow that platform. Yeah. They don't do their research. Or they just go, oh, "This person I really like does this." But yeah, anyway, this list goes on and on and on and on and on. And it like it just blows my mind. Like I I'd like to research it more. Like what is it? Yeah, that are makes they them still are to? they devout? You know? Um, I think some of it too is like I said, it's trendy. Like I remember th- one of the dumbest things that I saw, I shouldn't say dumb. Um, but I remember back in the day playing basketball tournaments, there was this one guy who was the best dunker at the whole tournament. He came in one day and he was wearing his basketball jersey backwards. Hmm. And then by the afternoon, his whole like kind of posse was wearing their basketball jerseys backwards. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, people were still wearing They started wearing it backwards. And then by the end of the tournament, actually one guy on my own team mm-hmm. was wearing his jersey backwards. And I asked him why he's doing it. And he didn't know. And oh. it all started with the best dunker at the tournament because he was the big shot. He was the guy people wanted to, to watch. And people and be were just around. blindly doing it. They were just blindly doing it. I never understood There's why. There's actually a study, and I, I wish I knew the details of it, but um, people are sitting in a waiting room, and majority of them are actors, but like one or two people were actually there for something. 
and a bell would go off and then the people that were actors would stand up and then they'd sit back down and this happened a few times before the people who were not actors who were legitimately there started standing up with them right and then at the end it's like why did you do it they're like i don't know like everyone else was standing up like i thought i was supposed to npcs man yeah npcs they don't think for themselves no they don't unfortunately yeah so yeah that pretty much like fills up kind of wraps it up my little notes here if you want to eat bugs I mean, more power power to you. you. If you want to eat vegetables and soy and beans, more power to you. If it works for your body and you are literally like as optimal as you can be, Mm -hmm. more power to you. I think if you're putting conscious effort into what you're putting in your body and you know where where it's coming from and you do some research on it, you're going to be way better off. But actually like what you said about getting blood work done and getting a, a full, complete. Yeah. Talk to your doctor. Tell them to give you the full the full panel, man. Like you want to get as much done as you can. You can like my doctor's awesome, but you can go. I know in the states it's a lot easier. You can go and pay for blood work. I haven't looked into that in mm. Canada. I'm not sure if we can do that. Um, but my doctor he just requested a bunch of stuff. I yeah, I'm, I'm pretty it. sure you could do you exactly. Can use like naturopathic coverage if yeah. you have it. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So get it done. Like I'm planning on getting mine done every six months. It's not um, a bad idea. And I think that you can't go wrong because the blood work is the truth. Like that's exactly what's going on in your body. For sure. I'm actually nervous to see like what mine would come up with, but it would be eye opening. Mm -hmm. Right. I would love to know maybe I'm in better condition than I think I am. I'm probably not though. Yeah. So I'd like to try. Yeah. Do it at the beginning of a drastic lifestyle change. And then at, at, you know, midway through and see what kind of changes. Yeah. Yeah. Hardest part is just sticking to it. This was, it, it, this was definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. I've gone through a lot of education, a lot of stressful jobs, a lot of big business meetings. Um, this was definitely the hardest thing to do mm-hmm. that I've ever done. We've been super proud of you, though. Like, we yeah. can't even, well, like, I'm speaking for Andrew on here. Like, we, we're, like, blown away by your progress and, and your dedication. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's tough, but, you know, you get a good support around you and you're, it's, it makes it a little bit easier, but I, I don't, like I said, I didn't really talk too much to you guys about like everything that was going on. Well, so we were shocked for sure. Embarrassed, <laughs> Find <but>. out. <laughs> well, don't be embarrassed. We're supportive, but yeah, we love new shoeless cutlery list, right? Yeah. Shoeless, no cutleries. <laughs> stand, no stand a lot. No, I shower all the time, but I have two cold showers. That's crazy. Yeah. Trying to, trying to just get cold every day, but no, it's been awesome to be on and I've yeah, had fun and uh, I hope too that we can get one day, like get someone that actually practices veganism yeah, absolutely. and just kind of see vegan friends, but I don't know if they know why they do it or like if there's a it, beyond animals, like I think there has to be more to it than I just don't want to be mean to animals. Because yeah. Like you don't have to be mean to an animal to eat it. Like, no. And I think um, you got to kill it while well, you should before you start eating. like i don't want to be the one to kill it but like <laughs> yeah you know i'm sure and i do think a lot of places do kill them really terribly but i don't think it's all like that but yeah. i don't know i just think there's got to be more to it like i'd be interested to talk to somebody who yeah. does it for health reasons and not just ethical and how long reasons. they've been doing it yeah i think that would be really cool i think it could be very insightful for for people to to see both sides of it and see if they you know, you could talk to him and say, would you mind doing this? Would you mind being open about your blood work or like, you know, cause a lot of people don't want anything to do mm-hmm. with that. A lot of, 
Um, you know, there's vegans out there that are very open with their blood work, mm -hmm. but there's a lot, I think more so that I know of because I've talked to them since I've been doing my thing and, uh, they never get blood work done. I don't even know why. I don't know. I don't think a lot of people do. I think you medical, you get it every year off of a medical. You should be going for yeah. a medical every year. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And even I think you see some really long-term vegans and, uh, especially raw, like raw vegans. Mm -hmm. that raw. I did that too. They don't look that good doing it for super long periods of time it's hard it's a hard way to live if you're not microwaving stuff out of a box like it's hard you, there's a big commitment very processed but no it's been fun and yeah hopefully we can get that lined up one day and you know i'm not going anywhere i'm not going to be changing the way i eat i'm going to be doing the same stuff from here on out and uh just gonna be getting more jacked mm -hmm. every year and uh healthier every year and, um, yeah, we can come back and, uh, and talk with some people that are on the other side of it and we'll just see how everything gets mass produced and pushed out into the mainstream and see exactly if we'll come back to this podcast in two years and we'll be like, we had just talked about how this is the push mm -hmm. and as we drink our green crunchy. Yeah. We'll drink our kale infused smoothie. cricket water. <laughs> And just be Gross. just vomiting right after. Soon they'll be talking about how like cricket farts are ruining the atmosphere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well, goodness. on that note, thank you again. No and problem. Good night, everyone.